What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. We are coming at you live and direct to collide the worlds of sports and comics for yet another week for episode 145. Thank you all so much for listening wherever you listen to your podcasts and watching live right now on our YouTube channel. This week in sports, NASCAR, we've missed a couple weeks, so this week we are at Phoenix, but we are here to talk about Kyle Larson's win at California and Alex Bowman's win at Las Vegas. The MLB, are we going to have a season? We already have all the spring training canceled, the first week of the season canceled. Let's talk about it. Are we going to actually have a season? And if the Raider fans weren't sad enough, Russell Wilson joins the Denver Broncos. So what does that say for the division? What does that say for the AFC and NFC? What does that say for the 2022 season? We will discuss this. And over in comic books, we've had two straight weeks of a big-ass stack, so we have plenty of books to get into, and news, including Dune Part 2, Snoop Dogg in the e-gaming world, HBO Max spinoff series The Batman, and Craven the Hunter news. All that and more on a brand new episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Join us for episode 145, will you? Let's go! And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Myself and Mark are here to give you the best entertainment in sports and comic books. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, Wednesday, March 9th, 2022 is New Comic Book Day. Go down to the shop or any shop in your area, uh, but for ours... Uh, but for us, sorry, uh, is Treasure Island Comics. Alex down there is an amazing owner. He's an amazing sponsor for the show. He can get you your pull list going. He can ship you new and old books to your front door, however you want them. So without further ado, Mark, uh, Sean's not here this week, so it's just me and you. Uh, but welcome. We, um, you know, just kind of a schedule conflict last week. We weren't able to record, but glad to be back. How are you doing, sir? What is up brother we are back yes 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 the fun has just begun once again the first recording of march and we're here mm -hmm. to deliver man yeah man it's been pretty busy hectic schedule lately man with just everything going on with work and a lot of stuff just you know around my life it's just been hard to even get to watch the batman so kind of crazy right. that none of us on this podcast have even watched it knowing how big of fans we are but um you know, with the families and everything, not something that we can just go and do that quick. So it kind of has to be planned out and whatnot. But mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about what we've heard from it um, later. Anyone in the chat or anyone watching us live that wants to tune in, and, you know, talk about it as well in a little bit. We'll get down with that. But, yeah, just crazy times. Uh, our hearts goes out to everybody out in Europe, especially mm -hmm. in Ukraine, um, yeah, man. you know, and also the the people of Russia that don't want this and everything, you know, just, uh, you know, there's a lot of good people in that country that never asked for any of this, but man, just crazy, crazy times. I feel so bad from what you hear and what you see and just the fight that Ukrainians are putting up. But, um, I hope that there's peace and, um, I really hope that my damn gas prices go down because <laughs> we live in, we live in California, man. So I know obviously we're not going to, compare no damn gas prices to you know what's going on over there in, in eastern europe but man it's just crazy times inflation and just i just hope that things get better man it's just uh 
hopefully for the summer you know the spring's kicking off here but mm-hmm. man we'll see going into this summer what's gonna happen but uh yeah, glad to I be mean, back how are you brother i'm doing good um first of all I'll take a time out to wish everyone a happy international women's day so we had valentine's day which is mainly for the ladies but now we have international women's day so to my wife to your wife mark to our to our daughters to our grandmas to our moms all the women in our lives um we appreciate you every single day, but a little extra appreciation today. But yeah, I, I'm doing okay. Um, did you see that? Did you see that meme or whatever? She wanted me to take her somewhere expensive. <laughs> she took her to the gas station. <laughs> the gas station. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty much. Funny. She's, like, she's like, "Why are we here?" And then they, yeah, it just shuts off. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Um, I love. Know, I, yeah. I love how the rest of the United States and the world is kind of catching up because here in California, man, I've been complaining about gas for like the last <laughs> two, three months. And it just right. seems like within this week, everyone's just like, you just getting all the memes now, all mm-hmm. the, you know, I heard another one. Oh, um, Taco Bell's the only place where you can still get gas for a dollar and 90 cents. Man, everyone's coming oh, out the woodworks with all of their stuff. But I mean, man, I can't, but I, but honestly past two, three months, that's fine. But I can't remember the last time it was like under, you know, high fours and into the fives. I, I can't remember the last time it's been like, it seems like it's been years when me and you first started driving. You probably were a couple years ahead of me. Weren't we in like the twos? Like we were somewhere in the twos, right? When we first started driving, like in 2000, for me, that would be in 2000, like three or four crazy 20 years yeah. ago, it was probably I mean, around in 2008. That it went high again and everything. It was like at $5. But I mean, that's yeah. 2008 when a lot of stuff was a lot cheaper and a lot of, you know, wages were cheaper too. So we really felt it. So I pretty much say five bucks in 2008 is probably like seven bucks now, which oh, is no, looking like it's going to go. See, Beverly yeah. Hills, they had one that's like 660 already or something. It's crazy, man. It's just, man. I know that a lot of public transportation is going to start being utilized now. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, that's by, that, that's by me, my friend. I mean, like my commute like got cut in half when I got this new job in August. But even then, if it starts to affect it, you know, like every month, if I start seeing like, whoa, that's a lot higher than usual. That I'm, man, I'm, I'm taking that, I'm taking that bus into work, dude, for right. sure. Um, you have to pay no. bridge seven dollars as well, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But then going back to what you're saying about the whole. It, issue with Russia and Ukraine, it kind of puts your life into perspective that, you know, that's our worst worry is how much we're going to spend at the pump. You know, we don't have to worry about, you know, putting our wives and our daughters on trains, on BART trains to, to go like somewhere else in the country. To Canada? Yes, exactly. Down to Mexico, down to my grandpa's house in Cabo because we have, because we're going to fight for our lives, you know, like. Yeah, and there's just so much political bullshit going on, dude. The best thing I've heard so far was that UFC fighter. I don't know if you heard that one of him, you know, kind of saying like, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't go into no other land to fight no war. Who knows what's going on? You know, there's so much corruption out there. He's like, if the war came here, I'd put my boots in the ground and fight for my land and my, you know, everything that I love here. But I don't know what's going on, you know, this and that. I mean, he kind of makes sense. It's like you hear all this propaganda which uh, mm-hmm. I can't claim that's correct or incorrect, but just a lot of the things from, um, you know, the president Zelensky, you know, saying, you know, even from what I heard about, he said, oh, when they asked him if he wanted to ride out of the country, he said, uh, the war is here. Like I don't I need, need, a, a, I need yeah. ammo, not a ride or something. Uh-huh. I, now there's even something coming out saying that maybe he didn't even say that. And some of these pictures and this gear were saying that he's, it was like from a, 2019 training or something. I don't know. Who knows? Sometimes who knows what to believe? You know, I'd like to believe, obviously, that 
Um, you know, I'd like to believe more that's true of what I'm seeing than what's not because, uh, who yeah, knows you, though? And, yeah. You know, yeah, we, all this, we, it seems like, why is it, what's freaking oil, dude? Like oil just runs this whole damn world, doesn't it? It's like, money, Jesus, like money I mean, hungry, got, you know, spoiled oh, little like, brats, dude. Like, it just seems like ever since I was born, like almost every war is about freaking oil and just, yeah. man, so damn annoying already. Who knows? It's scary though when they start talking all these nukes and all this crap and yeah. whatnot. But um, man, let's lighten it up a little bit. Thoughts I know, and right? For everybody, like yeah, I said, everybody sure. dealing with this, man. I just hope that United States doesn't get too involved. But uh, you know how that goes. But we'll see, man. Yeah, true. Uh, so let's get into the first topic of the night. So sports-wise, we're going to uh, dive into that first. So that Major League Baseball, the season is on the brink of cancellation. I wouldn't say really the brink, but at least we have no spring training. Like I told you in pre-production, my parents are down in uh, Mexico visiting my, you know, my grandpa, and you know they went down to Arizona first on their way visit my brother and go to a couple games. But of speaking course speak, speaking of Mexico, <laughs> I just have to say as we're giving our condolences, right? Oh God! Another tragic event. Condolences down to the fans in the what was it? One of the games down there. I forgot what teams were playing. It was on the tip mm-hmm. of my tongue, but yeah, I'm sure you guys must have heard about it and whatnot. Just like 17 people died, I think, in a brawl. I mean, in soccer game. Come on, yeah. man. Sports is not yeah. that serious. We're not getting paid. We're just fans. Uh, so condolences to everybody out in Mexico that's dealing with that as well. So sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Like on on that note, actually, in in a few topics, when we get into NASCAR, we'll have we'll have the, an, another condolences to send out too with oh, that accident. Yeah. So I mean, so so Major League Baseball. So the first week of the season is canceled. Uh, all of spring training is canceled. Uh, like, what are we gonna do? Like uh, another situation where you have money hungry, you know, animals just running these sports and with no like end in sight. Like like, are they gonna meet soon? Are we going to get? a you know a, a resolution to this problem like oh, man what the hell is going on i mean the sport the sport of baseball to me is declining as it is you know even before we had our conversation with seth everett you know a year or two ago about you know the amount of, of balls put in play compared to the amount of strikeouts that have been you know breaking records for over it for like almost a damn near a decade with this launch angle and everything so the whole sport of baseball is becoming more and more unwatchable as it is and now you put this on you're not Jesus. doing yourselves. You're not doing yourselves any favor by trying to catch new fans and people to come to your ballparks. Like it's going to be outrageous this year. Um, you know, with the attendance, I think the attendance is going to be a little uh, down. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, your definitely thoughts? to a sport that is already kind of losing eyes, in my opinion, and obviously ratings opinions. This isn't really what they need. Not just because. Fans want 162 games and they're they'll die. You know, they're dying to see a full, full season. Obviously, I think that, you know, if they even if a month gets knocked off, I don't think it's really going to, you know, impend a real a fans, you know, liking a real fans liking to the sport. Right. But, you know, when you have new fans trying to come into the sport and they see this going on, it's kind of reminiscent of like the whole Kaepernick thing and how many people kind of, you know, we're giving up on NFL. I feel like NFL is so hard to give up on. It's obviously the biggest mm-hmm. sport and it's been coming back around. And I think the NFL has been doing a pretty decent job at, you know, kind of getting their audience kind of back, even though they've still lost people. But 
with baseball, this is just, you know, the impression that, you know, these people are just, you know, money hungry, like you said, and greedy. And this is already a sport that doesn't have, um, you know, a salary cap. I don't know if that's something I, ha- I actually haven't even really looked too much into um, everything that's going on. It'd be actually good to have a friend of the show um, and Seth Everett get on with us with this because, I mean, that guy, that's he follows true. his baseball a lot and i'm pretty sure he knows all the ins and outs of what's going on but um yeah man i just i I really don't know it's obviously two sides here and that's why they have unions and you know i know it through my union as well and strikes and whatnot that uh bargaining agreements you know both sides want what's best for them but man when these two when these like millionaires come together and millionaires fighting over millions uh and we just want to watch some baseball. It just doesn't seem, you know, to it does. It's not a good uh, site, really. Yeah. For the for the league. Little sidebar. Uh, Jeff's retro toys and stuff. Thank you so much for joining the, uh, us on the show. And uh, in the chat, he said he said yes. It's sad to see baseball decline. I mean, for for me and you, who who you know, we grew up with the. Uh, with the A's of the late eighties, the A's and giants in the 89 world series. I mean, we weren't old enough to really remember that, but just like my first impressions of baseball were probably the late nineties. Like when I was eight, nine, 10, 11 with the, um, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, the home run race in 1998 and, and how big baseball was then. And then, and then I lived through the whole decline of the sports kind of with the, with the steroids scandal, you know, with all these guys testing positive and, and getting up in front of Congress and saying, I didn't take steroids, period, you know, like all that stuff to just put another stain. And, you know, we've, we've gone through a strike, you know, like 1993 or 94, like we went through a strike already. We've had seasons where it was on the brink of, of another strike or a locked or a lockout. And then they, they finally got a deal done at the last minute. Like we've gone through this too many times with the sport. It's just kind of exhausting at this point. Yeah, it definitely is, man. But um, I mean, on a lighter note, I think that that uh, the MLB is actually launching. I see here a one million fund for ballpark workers. So I think <laughs> that um, since ballpark workers, obviously, they're going to, you know, they're not going to be getting paid. So I think that this is like a little compensation fund for the beginning of the season, so they can at least try to get a little bit of their money, um, kind of like this strike fund. Uh, Major League Baseball launched a one million fund Tuesday to support spring training workers impact oh, by canceled games or for its spring yeah. training workers, matching the mm-hmm. amount of fund players association announced last week. So that I mean, wow. that's something good. So I mean, you see MLB here trying to be the good guys, you know, they're, they're putting up one million. So mm-hmm. we'll see, man. Like I said, I can't. I don't have too much of opinion and I can't comment and give, you know, false, <laughs> false uh, quotes and reactions on this <laughs> right. topic. If I don't even know exactly the ins and outs of what they're trying to bargain and what the agreement is. But man, I just hope that they start soon because, uh, you know, I want to see how the A's are going to do with our new manager. I want to see how the reigning champs, uh, the Atlanta Braves are going to continue to do this year. Right. Obviously, San Francisco, another team across the bay, they had a really good season. See how they're doing. But um, in some other news as well in the MLB, I don't know if you just heard, but Mike, uh, Apple Plus or Apple, uh, Apple Plus, Disney Plus. <laughs> we Disney don't even TV know nowadays. Apple Plus. <laughs> I, I, I still call it an iWatch. Like my watch, I, I don't call it an Apple Watch sometimes. Half Like 75% of the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah uh, sweetheart, can you get my iWatch? Said, huh? Oh, <laughs> sh- shut up. My Apple Watch. Sorry. Jesus. Right. 
But no, um, Apple TV just announced today that they're going to do a partnership with the Major League Baseball, and they will be showing two exclusive Friday night games, um, kind of like what Amazon is doing in Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you heard Kirk Herbstreet is actually going to be doing the announcement there, but he's still going to be doing NCAA a college uh, football as well. But I think that Amazon swooped him up to do NFL Thursday night oh, football, cool. but yes, Apple TV, MLB reached an agreement, two games every Friday night exclusively. So a lot of these uh, companies trying to get into the sports world and, uh, you know, sports with uh, you know, gambling, something that we love on this comic bookies podcast right? I mean, as the, well, but the, the exclusive, what's the word, the exclusivicity, like if that's even a word uh, of what, of what's happening right now, like you need to have that you know, be being exclusive. Like you can only watch Thursday night football. You have, there's a deal. Amazon's going to pay the NFL. Like they're going to make people want to sign up for Amazon prime and pay that hundred. What is it now? 130 now a year instead of 110 or 15, they just upped it like $20 or $19, but they want people to pay that if they want their Thursday night football. Right. Yeah, they want they want how many people to sign up for that free 30 day trial and how many of us sign up for a free 30 day trial and then we freaking forget. And all of a sudden you're like, why am I paying ten ninety nine, seven ninety nine? Why? What are all these bills coming from? And then you stir up. You're like, oh, crap. I didn't I didn't cancel my uh, Paramount Plus. I didn't cancel my Discovery Plus. I didn't cancel the Disney Plus when I wanted to, you know. So, yeah, they're, they're yeah. at least gonna, they're at least going to get that. And then you're going to get people who are like, you know what? I did need to get uh, Amazon Prime. It was all I was always on the fence about it, but now that I get to watch all my Thursday night football games exclusively, now I'll go ahead and sign up for it. Oh yeah, Amazon's gonna make a boatload of money. But I mean, Amazon, if you already have Prime, which I'd say a lot of people already lot do, of, you're kind of already in there, right? So true. And I'm, I'm seeing here with the MLB, it says the games will be exclusively on Apple TV and will not be available on teams' regional sports networks. So if the A's, well, if stupid. your favorite team is playing then you're going to be screwed. Um, Games will initially be available without the need for an Apple TV subscription. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Initially. So like you said, they're going to like reel you in. I don't get where that, you know, I don't get how that would be profitable in any way if they're not charging for it. But besides being shown in the United States, Canada and Mexico, games will also be initially available in Australia, Brazil, Japan, South Korea and the UK. And we know how big Japan, South Korea is in baseball mm-hmm. as well. Um, they should do yeah. like, like like Central and South America. Like all those teams are always in the World Baseball Classic kicking ass too. Have a lot of representation in, in all the, of all these countries in the Major League Baseball for sure. Apple and MLB have been closely aligned for years. MLB app bat was one of the first apps to go live on the Apple app store in 2008. When I first Mm -hmm. got my first Apple iPhone 3g, the deal also comes as Apple is looking to expand to other leagues. The company has been pursuing streaming of NFL games when the league's Sunday ticket expires at the end of the upcoming season, Mike. Wow. So Apple is really trying to make a push, not just for MLB, but man, can you imagine if Apple TV gets the ticket? That's going to be a huge loss for DirecTV as well. And if Apple can pick that up, hmm, that's going to be, I I doubt that they're going to be giving that out for free at first. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So good news. I mean, hopefully we actually have a season for people to watch these games on Friday night. So it'd be a good, it'd be a a good way because like I, I need my baseball. Like, yes, like I've, I've, 
growing to fall in love with with NASCAR. But something in the middle of the week, if I'm not watching my, uh, basketball, got to have my baseball to put on the background. You know, if I'm not watching hockey, if I'm not watching basketball, like I literally haven't watched a full game of either the Warriors nor the Sharks this year. I always, always, always make it a point to put the A's on. It's just yeah, like, even if it's it, in the it, background, mm-hmm. it's my first love. It's still my favorite sport, even though I don't the professional sport of it and like watching it is is whatever. But the actual sport, if I ever chose to be a coach of something or or a professional at something, it would be baseball. It's a thinking man's game. It takes I, I personally think it takes a lot more to play baseball than any of the three other major sports. As far as game as far of failure. As, it's, it's well, yeah, right. You <laughs> failed seven out of ten times, and you're a Hall of Famer, right? Right. <laughs> so, anyways, on to uh, other more depressing news. Uh, this is a man. This is a podcast of all depressing, depressing things. Uh, the NFL. Uh, one little, one little tidbit of news. If you're watching live on YouTube right now, you can see uh, the man himself, Russell Wilson, in, donning his new, brand spanking new Denver Broncos uniform. Oh, I don't so, like it. No, but neither do I. So. Uh, one third of the podcast is happy because Sean gets uh, Russell Wilson's ass out of the NFC West. But then the <laughs> other two thirds, myself and, and you, sir, we are kind of upset. We are distraught. We are overwhelmed with the fact that now uh, Derek Carr is quite possibly the worst quarterback in the AFC West. If you want to put him either right above or right below um, Herbert. But yeah, so Russell Wilson joins the Denver Broncos, a move that kind of makes me think of uh, Peyton Manning when he came to the Broncos and then actually played and lost to the um the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. So man, Denver does it again. They can't draft worth a crap as far as quarterbacks, but they go and do something like this and who knows, maybe a Super Bowl within the first year or two. I don't know. So what do you I think? I mean, don't tell me they have to give up Drew Locke in this deal. Not Drew Locke. Come on, man. You can't give up <laughs> Drew Locke. No. Remember what we said? Remember what we said? I want to say a little thing. Remember what we said a couple weeks ago when we said that when you were after the Super Bowl and you were like, oh, let's go to the next season's odds. And I was like, wait, why are the Broncos so high up there? Like, they're still kind of crappy odds, but they're like higher than the Raiders or higher than some other teams that I would have thought like they were higher than like, I think like the Titans or something. Sure enough, I was I was afraid that, that Aaron Rodgers was coming to town, but Vegas knows something. So here, two, three weeks later, here comes Russell Wilson. But you know what? I mean, and obviously we're talking about Russell Wilson first. That's it's a trade. But there's so, there's another one that we're going to get to that wasn't a trade. Just a just a re- unbelievable re- deal. Right. But man, you know, when it comes to Russell Wilson, I think that. Uh, yeah, it sucks that Denver got him and I know they're going to be better, but. I don't think that that just completely makes Denver like, you know, world beaters, right? I still don't. I still no. You're right. I still think that they have a chance of finishing, you know, maybe last in the division. I still think that our Raiders could probably finish ahead of them. You know, I think that obviously Russell Wilson is getting a little bit older. Um, let's see how their defense is going to hold up because you know obviously Russell Wilson is not going to be playing, you know, linebacker and running the whole defense, but. Um, True, you know, because Peyton Manning's defense—he had the best defense in the league. Exactly, for, we have to, for a couple yeah, years, right? We so. have to let it play out. You know, obviously that is the best division in the league now, quarterback-wise. I don't know what happened yeah. to the NFC um, because it seems like they're being depleted of quarterbacks now. And uh, man, it just sucks that the Raiders have to be in the AFC because it's going to be a tough sled, and especially oh, yeah. in that division. And then not, you know, for sure. Josh Allen as well, and just man. Um, Joe Burrow, Joe. Oh God. Yeah. Joe Burrow. How could you even forget about him? But 
uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, you want to get, you have anything else to say Shoot. about Russ or you want to get into this? No, I'm, um, I'm crazy. done with Russ already. He's always been one of my favorite players, non Raider player, uh, players. Now he's on the, now he's on the hit list. Now he's on the, <laughs> he's on my shit list now. Sorry, Russ. I love you. And, um, the hell is his wife's name? Ciara. Uh, Ciara. The goodies. My goodies. <laughs> the goodies. <laughs> <laughs> I love both of them, but now they're on the shit list. Sorry. Um, Mr. Aaron Rodgers yeah. and his French or and Mr. Uh, Adams is going back to. Well, is that is is that uh, set in stone that Adams is going uh, back? I don't think so. If I were to put a guess on it, I don't I don't know. So I have to, I have to take a look, but go ahead and continue. Sorry. So Aaron Rodgers, he just signed another deal, a four year deal to stay with the Packers. They had him going mm. to the Broncos as well. They had him going to Pittsburgh, and they had him going to the Titans. But I think that he sees the NFC, you know, you know, NFC North especially, but the NFC in general kind of depleted of these quarterbacks. So he goes and he signs. I forgot how much the deal was. Was it like 150 or was it 200 million or something? Yeah, um, um, it was. It was unreal. It was. And they do use the franchise tag on Devontae Adams to keep yeah. him with his. Just like uh, the Buccan and the Buccaneers use the tag on Godwin as well. So a couple of those uh, playoff teams use their tag on their wide receivers. So that kind of sucks. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> so what, what do you think? think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would just ask, what do you think? I, oh, I mean, man. I think it's great for him. I just think that for a guy that's getting older. Yeah, for a guy that, that, huh? 200, four years, 200 million. So $50 yeah. million dollars a year. And I think like 150 of it is guaranteed. Something, something outrageous like that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's not really injury prone. I'll give him that. Although he is getting older and, you know, hopefully, you know, the San Francisco 49ers don't play him again in the playoffs because uh, we know how it goes there. But uh, I know, I don't know, man. I think that's too much money. Obviously, they did a little restructuring and whatnot, but I don't know. I think if you would say he would be in the AFC and you would give him that type of money, I would say that's kind of dumb. But for being in the NFC and, you know, like I said, the amount of talent of quarterbacks in the NFC and where he thinks he can go, I think that that's actually a pretty good move for him. And if, hey, it's not my money, if the Packers think it's a good move for them, uh, go ahead, go right ahead, man. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's hard, I mean, it's, hard to win Super Bowls. Yeah, it's like they knew that the trade between the Broncos and the Seahawks were going down. So you're like, you know what? Oh, we're, like we're losing Russ. Shoot, we gotta, we we have to stay up there. We gotta stay with Kyler. We gotta stay with Matt Stafford. We gotta stay with these, you know, top quarterbacks in the NFC. And sure enough, they just solidified themselves as having still the best quarterback in the NFC. And as good as it came at a price and kind of handcuffed for the next four years, but you know what? You probably have him for the rest of his career. Then he'll probably play out those four years and then he'll ride off into the sunset. Hopefully for him, I've always been a fan, even though I went to Cal. Um, hopefully he uh, gets one, at least one more ring. So, and as good as Matt Stafford is and Kyler Murray is and whatnot, I mean Matt Stafford, he almost you know, cup Tampa Bay almost came back and beat them in the second half. If, mm-hmm. if if that guy if the if the tart from um what's his name something Jaquaski Jaquaski tart or something if he yeah, catches that, that ball oh, you know Jaquaski. the Niners go to the Super Bowl instead and just man it's just I feel like Stafford especially with having Cooper Cup you know he had a lot of Cooper Cup with a lot of luck you know what I mean and that vaunted obviously 
defense that they had with Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Mm-hmm. But I think that as good as Matt Stafford is, um, you know, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's that 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 good. You know, he obviously won the Super Bowl, but with that crazy no look pass and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be tough for them to kind of get back there again as well. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he likes he loves the game. He's good at it. So, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that he doesn't deserve to be the highest paid player because he probably is the best, you know, I mean, top three quarterbacks right now. So he deserves it. But we'll see how it pans out, man. Yeah. Um, one more one more piece of news in the NFL before we get to NASCAR. What about Calvin Ridley? What an idiot. Another negative. What an idiot. What yeah. an absolute the worst, moron. The worst bet in history of gambling $1,500 parlay to lose 10, 11 million dollars the next season. Uh, (laughs) Definitely not worth it. The man just wanted some action. Legalized gambling obviously helped get this story and, uh, you know, out there and just uh, Mm -hmm. get him caught up. Yeah, he's pretty, you know, I wouldn't say he's the smartest tool in the shed if you're setting up, you know, accounts for gambling sites and gambling apps with your name, you know, at least have a buddy do it. Like I'd be like, Hey Mike, uh, I'll give you 1500. Can you put in an eight teamer for me? You know what I mean? Like yeah, why, your name why exactly. would you oh, do it under your God. name? You're just, some of these guys don't have brains, but um, I don't know. But I think they said he wasn't playing at the time or he was injured when he put the bet. So he wasn't in the game. I don't know if he thought it was all right or what his numb nuts Come ass on. was thinking. Come on. You don't know that like right? in the season, like you probably can't even like, I'm sure there's something there's some clause in in guys's you know contract that you can't bet at all. Like I, I bet you that these guys can't even bet uh, you know at the on the USFL coming up in April. I bet you that there's something in a contract that you just can't you can literally not bet on the sport of football, whether it's NFL, Canadian football, arena football, the XFL, USFL. You, like just just stop. Go to a casino and play a couple hands of blackjack and just go the hell home. You know. So who knows? But um, and, and then I heard someone saying. But he but he bet on them to win his own team to win. I mean, so did it's not uh, what's like his he, name uh, Pete huh? Rose. So yeah, did Pete so Rose. It's, it's not like he bet on them to lose. So he was betting. I mean, how does that make a damn difference? Whether you're betting on them to win or lose, you know, that shouldn't make a difference. But there he is, Mr. Calvin Ridley, going to be suspended for the 2022 season, and uh, hopefully he learns from his mistake and. Uh, I wouldn't even say that the, the putting. I wouldn't even say that putting up the money and gambling was the biggest mistake because everyone likes to throw a little bit of their hard-earned money on a little bit of games here and there. I think his biggest mistake was just being an idiot and opening the app with his own damn name. So yeah. uh, be smarter than that out there, kids, please. All right. So from the uh, from the field to the asphalt. So uh, all was right in the sport of NASCAR. We had Austin Cedric win the Daytona 500. Perfect. Good for you, Team Penske, Ford, way to go. All is well in the sport of NASCAR. We have Hendrick Motorsports winning two straight races, Kyle Larson at Fontana, and Alex Bowman in Las Vegas with Kyle Larson there at P2. Uh, This weekend, we finished the uh, West Coast Swing with Phoenix. Uh, Kyle Larson returning to the racetrack where he won his first championship last season. Uh, Yeah, so if you want to go ahead and touch on the last two races and then going into Phoenix, sir. The last two races. I thought, we thought it was Kyle Busch. Let me just say, we we saw his wife a, lot, a bunch of times, so we thought, oh, he, was, he, had, thought he had it last week. 
Did you hear his? Did you hear what he said about the cars being built at Walmart or something? That oh, guy. No, but no, but I heard him talk about um, uh, Alex Bowman backing into a win. He goes, "Oh yeah, the effing guy who every effing win he backs into, he backed into another effing win." Like he said that about Bowman. I was like, oh, "Damn, what dude." What does he mean by that, though? Like getting lucky, I guess, because technically his Pocono win last year was because Kyle Larson <laughs> popped a tire on turn three mm-hmm. of the final lap. So, I mean, I don't I get guess. how this was lucky when he raced Larson's ass off with both only right? changing two tires. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, I for sure thought because, Larson was going to get that win. It's because of that caution. It's because that he had the pit stop. He started on, he started in P1 or P2 or whatever, right? Like right there with Larson. And he was he was in the position and Kyle Busch was the one right behind him. In the inside lane, he's the one who pushed him. So, I mean. Yeah, that's right. He did push him. Try, I mean, Kyle's car was fast, and he had the four tires. But you got to remember, man, when it's only two laps. If it's like five, six laps, I can see maybe getting the tires warmed up to try to make a push. But with two laps, that mile and a half, that's three miles. That's not that long, you know. When you're three miles going 160 miles an hour, that's mm-hmm. not that long. And if, you know, Hendrick Motorsports and. Those who was it? It was Bowman, Larson, and I think Chase. They all made it was three cars that made the call for two tires. I mm-hmm. mean, smart call. Sometimes you got to, you know, if you, you can't just do what it's everyone true. else is doing. And, you know, Kyle Bush just gets all upset. And, you know, I like it sometimes. It's fun. But he said that the cars were like they're made in Walmart because all the parts are the same. I mean, cars <laughs> have been like this forever, but I don't know yeah. how much, you know, the car, this new car, I guess to try to cut down costs. They've made things even more of the same and whatnot. Cause he was referring to the backup. Cause obviously he ran the backup car. The one they guy, had to, hit they practice. had to build, they built the brand new car in seven hours. They said they didn't even have that car after practice or after qualifying. Really? I thought they had to, they built that car in seven hours the day before the race. No way. <laughs> yeah. I could have sworn. I seen it getting pulled out of hauler. It was all black. Wasn't it? Or, because- or maybe, yeah, maybe they had the frame. As far as maybe the inside, I, I probably, I, set, probably putting it up, the setup and everything, setting it yeah. up like the other one. You're prob- yeah, you're probably right. Because what they're doing is they don't have that many cars. So back in the day, they used, to, you know, they used to come with like a backup car for each team and each hauler, two cars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But now they're kind of these teams, especially with the supply shortage and all that because of the pandemic, they've and they're having all, having to get all these new parts and pieces. It's just been uh, kind of crazy. So, you know, they've been bringing limited cars to the track. So, like, say it's a four-car operation like Joe Gibbs and Hendrick, they might only bring, like, two backups, you know? So, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not for any specific team. It's just if someone crashes, hey, that's the car. Set it up for how that driver needs it, and oh, there you go. So, it's not – they don't have too many backups this year like they have in the past mm-hmm. with all these cars, man. Yeah, that sucks, dude, but – um. Yeah, but Kyle Larson. Um, yeah, great, I mean, great win at Fontana. Um, yeah, I love that track, man. Yeah, I do love, love that track. Just some sometimes you're right. Like when we first started watching it, and then even after uh, when we all went to the race, when Kyle Larson beat out Martin Truex Jr. You know, I, I can see why some people don't like that track because because sometimes if it's follow the leader, it's like you know it's two hundred it's two hundred laps of just like. All right, what the hell? Something happened. So many cautions, though. There was so much drama in that race. Loved it. And, of course, Las Vegas. I went there last year for that night race when Denny Hamlin won. Love it, too. Starting the mile. Give me all those cookie cutters. Give me Miami. Give me, you know, give me um, Vegas and so on and so forth. Yeah, love it. Yeah, 
Another thing I want to talk about, NASCAR. I love the parody I've been seeing. Before I jinxed Eric Jones last week, he's been having a pretty good run this beginning right? of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, you saw Tra- Chastain Tra- look like track he was going to... Track house doing awesome. You saw you know, so Tyler Reddick. Childress, Childress is doing pretty good, and I don't know if it's a testament to the car, which I think it kind of could be, or if maybe like, you know, Childress's engines are getting better and stuff like that because i think track house is like kind of teamed up with childress if i'm not mistaken but um speaking of childress shout out to him i think he donated like a million rounds of ammo or something to ukraine if you're looking at about a dollar a round that's about a million dollars so um shout out to him i know mr rick hendrick also did some donating i think two hundred thousand to some relief out there in ukraine so yeah they did uh two hundred thousand they did two hundred thousand and then for every lap led it was another two thousand dollars for that race all all of hendrick motorsport so obviously larson so larson led some laps and then i don't know if it was a big uh, another big check for bowman winning but yeah so so good about Another 200,000 for Bowman winning <laughs> something. Yeah, I, I have I mean, no idea. I, how, how much do you think of that Bowman win and that fight that he had with Larson? How much of it do you think could have been because of what happened with Larson and with Chase the week before in Fontana? And how much do you think it would have been? It's because of Larson not really trying to push the issue because of what happened the week before. I think maybe that could have been a little bit to do with it. Unless Bowman yeah, was know. really that much stronger on that inside. But, you know, with Larson, with him being on the outside and getting that momentum off the higher, you know, you know, off the higher line on the track and, you know, getting that, um, getting the, um, what do you call it? Getting the, uh, my God, <laughs> why, can't, why can't I think of the name? You know, the run off the damn corner yeah, because yeah. of the uh, draft God. or what? No, not the draft. The damn rake on the track. What's the name? I, why am I slipping my damn name? The degree, the banking. The banking, Jeez, yeah, 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 yeah. Banking. Because of the <laughs> banking on the track and coming off those corners, you know, I thought for sure that Larson was going to get it. I don't know if he kind of didn't race Bowman as hard because of what happened the week before, but nonetheless, you have a Penske driver and two Hendrick drivers now, um, you know, with wins yeah. in this young season, so... So now we're going to Phoenix where it could be any of those three. It could be JGR, it could be Hendrick, it could be Penske. Because we have here the last five or six races. Obviously, Larson missing one of those races um, due to a suspension. Um, but yeah, he has the only, uh, he has over the last five races for Larson, he has inside a top five finish average, three top fives. All five of those races have been top tens, but you have guys who are just as successful. Danny Hamlin in the last six races, five of those being top fives. So Joey Logano's got to win there. Uh, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., obviously a couple of these. Uh, Chase Elliott, although the other races haven't, haven't fared so well. A couple of those uh, wins for these guys have been for the championship. But as far as the spring race, what say you for Phoenix this weekend, sir? Tough, tough, tough. I think it's going to be a fun race, obviously. I think with this car, it's going to be the shortest track, obviously, that we go to so far. Mm-hmm. Um I think that there's going to be some problems, though. Huh? Short track racing. (laughs) Yeah. I just think there's going to be a couple problems because I think a lot of those cars are going to be cutting that dog leg. And that's a pretty, you know, when they cut that dog leg, that's a lot of stress on the car. 
And with this car being new, the te- you know, the independent rear suspension, you know, the shifters and a lot of these things that have been going on with their cars, um, mark my words, I'm telling you, I think there's going to be a couple issues with some cars, you know, you know, hitting that yeah. dog leg maybe a little bit too hard. I think they're going to be kind of, you know, worry about that in the beginning. And they're not going to want to be the first ones to hit it too hard. But we'll see. Kyle Larson's the favorite right here. The Ruoff Mortgage 500. Wait, is this right? Or is it? Wait, mm, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Well, it's the Ruoff Mortgage 500, right? Yes. Uh, let me see. Um. Well, one guy, I'm just a little sidebar there one guy who should be careful with there is denny hamlin i mean he's looking he's looking good he looked good in, the, in that race but so far when you want to count the clash two out of the first four races of the year he's had problems with the engine he's had he's had a dnf he's had problems mm-hmm. with the new car so he had a d he was looking strong but he dnf last week and he dnf in the clash and last it was week a, it was a belt issue week, in the clash i forgot what the issue was for last week but I think but the he, one, his cars looked dead. Like it went and just died. Was it him though? I think he. I think he was blaming himself that it was his fault for what happened oh, to the car or something. Okay, I, I might have been but, out of the room at that time because the caution went out. I'm like, oh Hamlin, oh dude, he's done. He's out of the car. But I don't think I saw the interview. So maybe. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I thought that was on Twitter. I think that I saw him. You know, um, you know, hating himself for what he did. But Kyle Larson's going to be the favorite. Ruoff Mortgage 500 down at Phoenix International Raceway. Kyle Busch is second at 7-1. Martin Truex, 7-1. Chase, 8-1. Your Hamlin, 9-1. Logano, 9-1. Blaney, 12-1. Byron, 14-1. Bowman, 18-1. Reddick, 22-1. Um, man, what do you think, man? Larson, obviously, is going to be up there yeah. again, I'd say. Bush is going to be pissed. I just think it's kind of tough, man. I don't like how we get these little 15-minute practices. I mean, I I just don't – are they not – I know I don't think it has to do with COVID at this point. I think that's pretty dumb if they're, like, not having practice because of COVID. (laughs) Especially NASCAR. Huh? Especially NASCAR. Yeah, I just think it's because of the car, right? I don't think that they want to have too long of practices, longer the practice, more chances these cars have of, you know, getting destroyed or messing them up. Um, less cars to be able to go around. So I think mm-hmm. that might have something to do with it. But, I mean, come on, 15 minutes and then straight into qualifying? Uh, it doesn't really make too much sense to me. I would say give them at least 30 minutes. I think it's a kind of BS. But yeah. I, I don't know I don't what know. to think, man. I think that this race is kind of – it's always fun, and a lot of different people can win it. Look at Kevin Harvick at 18 to 1. I mean, he's so good at this track. Obviously. Yeah, he has, I mean, he has nine wins all time. I think what's his average finish all time? He has a top 10 uh, average finish in 38 races. Almost four. It'll be his 39th race, and he has an, an average finish of 8.82. Unbelievable yeah. success there. And he actually is, has looked okay. The, yeah, in he has first couple looked, races. He actually looked. He's actually looked okay. I think team, it was Fontana where he ran in the top five or 10 for a little while. His teammate Chase Briscoe's looked pretty damn good too so far this He's been year. Up there you know, all races, yeah. You looking um, for I, some value, fifty-five to one, man. Yeah, I think if I were to go, I th- I think Chase finally gets a win. Um, if it's Hendrick, I would go Hendrick or back to Penske. I would go Hendrick, and if I wanted a little bit of value, uh, I would go with Blaney. I don't think Blaney's had a win there. No, no wins. You know, but he's. 
uh, wait, no wins in, in 12 races. I mean, he has an average, he has a, he has an okay average finish, but no, I, I think, uh, how well he's run so far at certain times as well too. I would take the value with Ryan Blaney, or I would go with uh, a third straight Hendrick uh, car, but a different one with chase. If I were to make a prediction for Sunday. Yeah, chase. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have that great of a feel. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but for some reason, I don't know. I don't have that great of a feeling about him this season. Mm, mm-hmm. I can't really put my finger on why that is. Maybe is I it, just, I don't know if it's just seeing his demeanor at the track kind of, or just, I don't yeah. know. Just, or I feel it, like, yeah. You know, or is it going to be Bush? Just like, screw you. Uh, that was my win. That was my win last week. And he just absolutely dominates this week. And I do, it could be something like that. And I do think Bush is actually going to be pretty strong this week. Um, I really do. I like Logano. Do I think he's going to win? Probably not. Sucks to say he's my driver, but I'm with you. I'm going to be looking probably at like a Bush. I'm going to be looking at maybe like a Blaney, even a Byron, man. Byron has been kind of sneaky sometimes. Truex Mm -hmm. is pretty decent. But yeah, you know, I'd go with Suarez too for some value at eighty to one. Why not throw a couple dollars on that throw guy? That, I mean, throw that Suarez dollar on it. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah Suarez dollar. So why I mean, not? It's, it's gonna be interesting Chastain. to see how. It's gonna be interesting to see how consistent that team does all year. I'm excited to see the number ninety nine and all the back to the number one. You know, those two cars. I'm really excited to see uh, as they progress. You know, in the season. Yeah, I can't believe how good Ross Chastain was. I mean, it looked like he was just putting a beating on all these guys. I, I was like, wow, I man. It's just, He's really trying to promote the AMC awards. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I love it, though, because, you know, and don't worry about that's Lugano. what I want. Don't worry about Logano. You got the Bristol dirt race coming up. So don't worry. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> I want to I want to see, uh, you know, I want to see a Chastain win. I want to see. Uh, Hell yeah. I want to see a um, an Eric Jones win, you know, like a a Briscoe win. I think that's fun for the sport, man. I, I really Suarez, do. Suarez, man, I want to see a Suarez win, not not just for you know because I like him, but just like my wife likes him too. So, oh, that's not icing, man. That's Suarez. That's not icing. Mm-hmm. What's he? He got this little crew that goes to the track, the Amigos or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny, like you know that commercial that they're always putting up. It's like Logano Larson chase so we're, we're still gonna have road courses right you know that one commercial and then, oh, yeah. and, then and then all of a sudden they show um <laughs> suarez and all he says vamos amigos that's all he says yeah. i was like come on he could have said something <laughs> different than that what the hell uh, but i'm so sure anyways. he's happy man to be competitive competing like that and to see your yeah. teammate like running that good last week uh pretty exciting for him man he deserves yeah. it he's a good guy man and actually when you want to talk about sports and entertainment kind of colliding the worlds me and my wife watched the first Three episodes of the Bubba Wallace docuseries on Netflix. How was it's pretty, it? It's pretty cool. It's, it's like, you know, the 2020 season and what happened with, um, you know, uh, it's kind of like him in the sport, right? With everything that happened with the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, the noose, right? And then going into this season as well. So we haven't gotten to the point where he won at Talladega, you know, like like in the rain-shortened, uh, you know, uh, course. But, man, it was it's it's pretty good. I enjoyed I, I I definitely enjoyed it so far. It was that one of those nights where I was like, my wife's like, oh, what do you want to watch? I was like, oh, I just got to just put something on. I have to do some work or whatever. And then sure enough, I got no work done because she put that documentary on. I was like, God <laughs> dang it. I actually closed my laptop. I was like, oh, I know I'm not I, getting anything done, dude. <laughs> that's how I felt the other night with that damn Netflix with that Kanye West one, man. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. It's like. I, I got stuck. I was like, I wasn't even trying to watch it. Then my lady puts it on. I'm like, looking, looking. I'm like, 
this ain't even a documentary. It's just like raw footage of him. And it's like cool. early to mid twenties, you know, trying to get a record deal and being out in New York. And I thought it was pretty amazing how much raw footage they had of that guy. Whoever mm-hmm. went and followed him, the guy Cootie or what Cooney Cootie, whoever it was, he like left Chicago with him and like basically decided to basically just follow Kanye West around and record him. And, you know, um, obviously, whatever he decided to do back in the day, I don't know if he knew that Kanye was going to be big, but whatever he did, it paid dividends because I heard that Netflix actually paid him like I think it was like 30 million for that footage for all the footage that he had for like 30 million, man. So I mean, they got money right now. so. So that guy, he definitely won when he decided to go out with Kanye. Many, many years later, he got paid. But hey, sir. So everyone, so everyone enjoy the race. Everyone enjoy, hopefully, getting some good news about baseball, but that's the sports. Let's go ahead and segue into the comic books right away. Uh, so this week, um, actually, before we segue, I'm going to say again, announce our uh, sponsor, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Again, go out tomorrow, Wednesday, the 9th, I believe, of March, and go get your comic books, man. I mean, we, we've been saying this for 145 episodes. I think we're nearing our three-year anniversary of the show, but every single week, we're like, I don't care if you go to Treasure Island. I don't care if you go to Black Cat or now it's going to be something called something different in Milpitas. Anywhere around the world, Golden Apple down in L.A., like – I mean, comic books have changed our lives. It's like, you know, for us, it's maybe seen as a nerd thing, but it's, you know, there's few things in this world besides my kids and my wife and, you know, sports and stuff that bring me sheer joy is to like sit down and to get a break and to to dive into a comic book. Because most of the stuff we're reading, most of it, most of it is, is, is awesome. There's so Absolutely. much of it, too. There's so much of so it, So much. Man. And it's not just the Batman, not just the Spider-Man, man. There's so many, like, you're, you know, your King of Spies, I think a new issue is coming out this week. You know, Department of Truth, there's not, it's not just superheroes. The house, you know, the nice house on the lake, it was so freaking crazy. Another issue's coming out soon, or it did last week. But anyways, new comics for this week. Uh, DC has Detective Comics 1056. The Joker with its pen ultimate issue, unfortunately, at number 13. Superman. No, I think the last one's fourteen. Yeah, so the penultimate issue. Oh, oh. The the, yeah, the second to last issue is is this week at thirteen. Sorry, yeah. Brother. So super no, you're good. Superman Son of Kal-El number nine. I actually just recently dropped that story. Not what I was expecting. I you know, not really feeling it. So number nine comes out this week. Batgirls number four and Future State is still going strong. They kept this one going. Future State Gotham number eleven. Amazing Spider-Man ninety-two starts off Marvel with Thor number three. Devil's Reign, I believe, ends this week. Five, if yes, I'm not sir. mistaken. Yeah. So Venom number six and a new story. I don't know if you're getting it, Mark. Punisher number one comes out this week. Uh, Image Comics gives us Spawn three twenty-seven. Little Monsters, a new story number one, and King of Spies, like I've just mentioned, number four. Boom Studios gives us Seven Secrets fifteen and AWA with two this week. A number one hit me. Number one comes out and Primos number two is also out this week. So, sir, uh, whatever you want to get into, let's get into the uh, comic book discussion. Anything you've read over the last week or two, anything you're excited for this week, go ahead and start the convo, bro. I'm excited for the Joker, man. I'm not excited that it's the pet ultimate issue, like you said, and you know it's <laughs> right. dwindling down. I and mean, I thought that this story was just going so good. I think that it's, uh, you know, I felt like it's fallen off a bit. I felt like the first couple issues were a little bit better but um you know it's still good i don't know if you have you read the last the number 12 i have read 12 oh you have read 12 Mm -hmm. so yeah with 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 the the family 
and the and the end was pretty crazy, huh? Actually, yeah, I mean, yeah, the end was pretty crazy. This was mm-hmm. like the Lady Bane and whatnot, but that story oh, yeah. that story has been really, really good. Um, like you said, Devil's Reign. It's actually five of six, so it's not the last one. Gotcha. That story's been good. I'm reading it. I'm actually enjoying it. Obviously, you know, like I mentioned it before, Wilson Fisk trying to be the mayor, and you know, they're trying to break all that up and daredevil and everything. So, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Mr. Murdoch, I don't know too much about daredevil, but I like when I get read a story, I like it kind of, you know, get introduced to a new character a little bit more. He's mm-hmm. blind, uses his senses, you know, didn't know too much about him, but yeah, I, I mean, I like devil's reign. I like, I like the fact that it's a Marvel that I like. And I like the fact that Fisk is a character that I've known with, um, you know, my black cat stories and whatnot. So Devil's Reign's been great. Looking forward to that one. Um, uh, what else am I looking forward to, man? I'm getting so many damn books. I know. Um, here, I'll, I'll cut in real quick. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. It was an eight-issue series. I just finished that one. That was actually an opposite of my feeling. The first, I would say the first half of the story was like, oh, what is this? Like, come on, Tom King. Like, it was like, eh. But, man, he really reeled me in the last four issues, and Tom King delivers a great story uh, to end. It was it was one of the ones where it wasn't like, ah, the first issue was, like, really grabbed me. It was really cool. And I was like, eh. I was like, I was glad for it to be over. No, nah, man, if this was a 12-issue series, I would have been excited because I would have gotten four more issues. But, uh, nonetheless, good one. And on, the, and on the complete and utter polar opposite, Jeff Lemire, what are you doing? Primordial <laughs> was a freaking stinker i would say that's top four or five worst um waste of money books that i've have purchased since starting reading comics excuse me in 26 in 2016 just the lack of like, the story could have been if there was so much more dialogue it could have been such a better story thank but, you like, you have the 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 pets talking to each other with one word things and you have like two bubbles a page for like 80 percent of the story like it was absolutely horrid. I love it. Let's throw some. Let's throw some shade on on I Jeff, Lemire. Jeff Lemire. As much I as love we it. love him, and you love and it Jeff sucks Lemire. too because when we read that first issue, right, it seemed like it was going to be so good, and it seemed like it was going to go in like another direction, and I think that it still could have been like such a. It, they, it could have been a great story and it had the potential to to it, you know, for it to be with it kind of you know being somewhat realistic and how like. We sent dogs and monkeys up into space to test it out back in whatever the 50s or, you know, what? I mean, it could have just made for a great story. Instead, like you said, it was a freaking slobber knocker, freaking just stanker, uh, dude. Stanker, dude. It's just, uh, man. I, and I felt like the story could have gone so much better with the, the with the protagonist and the, and the, what was it, the grandma. And just it's just it was a weird story. Not only was it kind of boring, not much dialogue. It was just kind of weird, dude. But uh, I don't know. Hopefully I get that swamp thing. The What was it? The hell? Yeah. Green, green hell. hell. Green but the hell. thing about Primordial was I thought reading the synopsis for the story in previews, I thought within the first issue or two, we were going to see the animals come back and then maybe they study them and, and whatnot. But yeah. like the very, the very last page, that's when the dog comes back to the, to mm-hmm. the lady who's been, that's because at that point she's a grandma. She's been waiting decades and decades for these animals to come back. But it's like, really, it gets kind of good with the military, like, you know, are we going to shoot this ship down or whatever? But no. And then I thought that was going to be an issue one or two. 
And then what happens with the dogs is they can talk and then different, you know, government entities want to take it over, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, poke and prod these animals like like how how the hell can you uh, talk, you know? And then they go out to where, you know, they learn the ability, they gain the ability to talk. They go out to that, you know, I'm already writing a better story in my head, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. So I think we've talked about primordial a little bit too long that we even wanted to talk about, but Berserker, another one. I know you dropped it. I did. I don't You dropped it. Man, it's not as bad, though. I'm telling you, I'm it's I saw number seven. I don't know if it's 10 or 12 issues. Obviously, Keanu Reeves co-writing it with Matt Kent. But Berserker is kind of crazy, man. Just the whole like storyline and just how he's like just being like a specimen. He can't die. And he's like lived for generations and generations and back to like B.C. days and before Christ. And dude, it's just a crazy story, man. It's just uh it's just different, you know. Like I said, I've been reading so many like murder mystery type books that uh, you know, King of Spies, this my New Burn. New Burn was actually great, man. I, I really enjoy New Burn. Um, you know, the detective pretty much. He's like he, he's like in with the mobs in New York and cops are trying to hire him and he's trying to work both sides and you know lie to the mob and lie to the cops he got the mob thinking he's not working for the cops he got the cops thinking he is working for them yeah huh like the departed but with one guy not two yeah chip zardaski zardaski obviously I know, a, yeah i really he, like he's him doing, as a writer he's doing Stillwater. water I, I, I love that guy dude's great um speaking Tom of mysteries King, Speaking of mysteries, how do you like the fourth man? The fourth man. The fourth man was good. That, was that good. issue, the issue too, dude. And why? It's so cool. Like every single character in, in this story looks like actual real actors. Oh yeah. Like you, like you flip through it, and the guy from um, uh, Twister, the main guy from Twister, I forgot his name. He just recently died a couple years ago. He's name? the guy who was shot in the second issue. And then you have the 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 big guy the really really big guy from boy meets world and he was also in remember the titans the big the big oh big, yeah he's he's the guy that uh like later on in the issue where he tries to help him out right and then he ends up ratting him out that's why he you know was was caught um but yeah you have so many different characters in this story it's like okay that's supposed to be so, that guy that's supposed to be uh, like a, a real actor it's pretty cool so one of, one of the other murder mystery type things I'm reading, right? Yeah. So hopefully in issue three, we get a, a better feel of who the guy with that uh, tattoo on his forearm will get oh, a better yeah. feel of who uh, that guy the, kind of the represents. Shamrock. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. like Irish or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I know, right? Um, are you getting the same feeling or are you getting, I know it's a new writer, but are you getting the Williamson feeling here with uh, Eclipso and Flash? I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to. You know, I kind of want to be the one to like, I'm going to, I'm going to get books all the way to issue 1000, the flash, Uh-oh. man, I'm getting close, dude. I'm getting close to dropping. Why? It's just, Why? Not, I don't care if it's Barry Allen. I don't care if it's Wally West. We haven't, you know, besides the first two or three arcs of the flash from Williamson, since I've been reading, it's just been average to me. Yeah, average. It, ha- it has been average, man. I mean, I, I kind of like this issue because it had the justice league dark in it kind of like a, you know, uh, co-op kind of thing i did like that but yeah you're right as much as i knock on at me like 
oh yeah yeah you know it's nowhere close to batman nowhere close to detective it's not even an action uh joker no nice you know i, I would put so many dc books above it right now it, it's it's okay it's just average it's okay and i've been more critical about action lately but i think that action has been i've actually been enjoying action not it hasn't been too bad war world and mongol and i've actually been you know i, I, I was love kinda... that, i love that whole world by the way sorry to cut you off i love mongol war world i love when they go to like over there in all these stories whether it's justice league or superman or of course action love it sorry go and ahead. i was opposite i actually didn't like it but i'm actually starting to I don't know if it's how they're writing the way like Bruce is kind of vulnerable there and like you know what I mean I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. I like it. I think that it's probably has been better than Flash and that's kind of you know weird for me to say because you know I have enjoyed Flash and you know it hasn't been as good but I think that you're right man. Year 1 when we first got into Flash doing this podcast with uh with Williamson was writing it. I thought that that was probably the as much as I knock on Williamson, that's probably been the the best Flash that I've read personally. Obviously, all you know, more experienced readers out there, don't tell me like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Flash from whatever, 10, 20 <laughs> years ago. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying from when I got introduced and started reading The Flash and Williamson's run is pretty good. Um, I don't know, man. I'm going to probably keep getting it for now. I kind of like the fact I like the kids being in the story. You know what I mean? I kind of like how yeah, the daughter is like have to give the, the son the powers and like, you know, he was like getting hurt. They have to go. Maybe to, I'm, yeah, maybe I'm being dad. too hard on it. Yeah. Maybe I'm being too hard on it because the other little girl, like their friend, yeah. she, she has the animal powers and in the very last page, now the mom has speed power. So maybe I'm, I'm being a little too hard on it. So, I mean, you yeah, know, it hasn't I, been horrible. I'm not going to drop it, but I'm starting to get that feeling. What I'm not going to drop are these damn Tom King stories, man. Oh. I read Human Target, book five again. Batman, Catwoman. Oh, yes, please. Dude, I haven't read The Killing Time yet, number one. I'm going to get oh, to okay. that. I just the got that. that. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure that. that that's actually, uh, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if Human Target is 10 or 12, but I, I, think I know that. I think it's eight. only six. Human Target is? I think it's only – is it Black Label? Because if it's Black Label, it might be only three, but I think it's only six. Okay, because I know that one, The Killing Time, is only six, the one that just came out. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that that's, one's that's only what I'm six. saying. That one's only six. Speaking of a vulnerable Batman, I'm just going to throw this out there real quick. I was flipping through the DC Connect, you know, the previews, and so I think in the, in the next month or two, there's a new six or 12-issue – series coming i think it's a 12 issue maxi i think not sure don't quote me on it but it is a, an alien life force an, an alien being comes down crashes the land in the ship so it's bruce wayne and he's kind of bringing the justice league together to fight this entity but where clark kent is most needed he's gone he's a wall so it's like a story of like dude like bruce wayne like i think you really see the vulnerability and like you know he's really just a human you know like he's the greatest detective of all time. He's he's Batman, right? But without mm -hmm. Superman, some things it's kind of way over his head. So it looks pretty interesting if you want to take a look at it. But yeah, that's in the previews. Um, unfortunately, I didn't see anything in in Marvel, although I did get a couple ones. I'm excited to read this. What if Miles Morales? It's if Miles Morales was Captain America and not Spider Man. So I'm excited oh, really? to read that. Yeah, I believe that's next week. I'll read it this weekend for next week's episode. But yeah. If you're interested in that kind of thing, yeah. I mean, 
Speaking of dropping a book and Miles Morales, I think I'm going to probably drop that one. Oh, you've been it's, doing it for a long time. You're uh, at like I've been I think doing issue it. 38 or something or I've, issue 35, something like that. I think I started on eight or nine or something or tw- yeah. I think I've been. Yeah, that book I've been, you know, it's been a long one for me. It's just it was fun in the beginning. Um, so elementary at some times, though. It's like the mm-hmm. read is just I mean. Ahmed Saladim Ahmed. I mean, he does a cool job. It's just still writing it, yeah. He's still writing it. Uh can't knock on him too much. I just think that's the way the book is, you know. It's just uh I don't know, man. I just think it's time for me to graduate from it, maybe. Um, especially with me reading Moon Knight. Moon Knight's you drop Moon Knight. I kind of mm-hmm. like it. I wouldn't say okay. it's the best. Would I drop Spider-Man Miles Morales before it? Yes, I would. And let me tell you why. Because with Marvel, the one stories I am looking forward to is this new revamp of Amazing Spider-Man that they're going to bring back to one. And the Captain America, like I mentioned two weeks ago, those are the two books that are going to be um, starting back at one that I'm going to be really interested into getting into when it comes to Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some decisions to be made here on the pool list pretty soon. Um, with time being a factors in our lives, we're just getting so many books. It's just it's crazy, yeah. dude. It's, it's just I actually, crazy. I think last week I got lucky. I only got five. And I think this week it was only like six. So I, nice. I, I, I had a couple weeks in a row where it caught up to me where I wasn't pulling a lot of stuff from previews. But we'll see. Um, nothing from Marvel this month. Uh, I think just if I'm getting that Batman one I was just talking about, that's only the only one from DC. So I think over the next few months, I start to to dwindle down a little bit, get a little bit more normal. But one thing I wanted to do or talk about before the end of the comic book section was the end of Batman Catwoman. Am I reading into this wrong or is she kind of okay? So this last, this second or third or last page when, um, Batman and Catwoman's daughter is trying to apprehend the mother, right, for killing Joker. And she says, and so the daughter says, do you hear, do you hear, uh, sorry, do you hear yourself? Dad's dead. I don't owe you. And then she says, I don't owe you shit. I'm not him. And then she goes, oh, my love, my beautiful daughter, don't you know by now? Is that saying, is she saying something to the fact of like Joker's her dad and not, is that why she had to slit his throat? Like, I'm getting these weird vibes like like we're gonna, like Tom King's going to drop a freaking uh, – sorry for the pun, but he's going to drop a bomb on us in these last two issues. Hmm. I don't know that's if I'm a, reading into a, that wrong. I mean, like, you might, I mean, you might be on to something there. Um, I think that it kind of threw me for a loop when that like annual came out. You know, when I, I was like, did I just read the last issue? But um, – I, yeah, I mean, it could be, man. You might be right on that one. But, yeah, I'm not sure, man. Um, I mean, I'm, of course, we'll see, you know, sometime this month when the when the next issue comes out. But, yeah, I mean, that kind of was like, wait a minute. I know I'm not a writer. I know I'm, I'm not, you know, the smartest guy. I might be the smartest guy I know, but I'm not, I'm not never the <laughs> smartest guy in the room. But did he just, is that what that means? I don't know. Because Tom King is one to do something like that. Like in Strange Adventures, he was something to do some crazy shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so who knows? So if I'm done and you're done, we can move on to the news to end the podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, sure. Okay, cool. Um, So I don't know if you have anything. Let's start with, um, dude, you know what? Let's just do Batman. The Batman came out last weekend. I will be seeing it Sunday. So um, if you have, you know what? Hmm. 
are you going to see it this weekend? Because I really want to do a review, but if not, then we'll just wait, you know. But um, I think see. I mean I, I want to try. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I might see it tomorrow, man. I might just Ooh. go to the theaters. I might I might go by my damn self, man. I don't give a damn. Nice, you know what nice. I mean? Just, just like Joker, it. right? I went to the theaters like by myself to see Joker. Like the first yeah. or second weekend it came out. So, yeah. So so before we get to the movie movie, the Batman um, HBO spinoff, the one that was supposed to be about GCPD, Matt Reeves was on a YouTube podcast. Uh, I forgot the name. I kind of wanted to give it a shout out, but I couldn't can't think of it. It's like the nerd cave or the nerd, the ner- something with the word nerd. Um, but it, they're shifting their marketing. They're shifting their focus uh, off of GCPD and onto Arkham Asylum. So it's going to be more of a horse um, series. So we're going to have, the, you know, you know that be. He said he. I think he said literally, Arkham Asylum is like a whorehouse. It's like a haunted house. So that's what we're going to portray it as. Is, is as such. So, are we I'm talking exci- about the new Arkham Tower? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I he's going to go so. more old school because I especially because especially if he if he wants to keep it in the realm of this Batman story. It's going to be mm-hmm. have to be early on in Batman's career because this movie is set in like I believe year two, so if this series is set right before or during or after this movie, it's going to be earlier in, in Pattinson's or <clears throat> Bruce Wayne's career as Batman. Okay, yeah, I mean, why not, man? I'm down to see some stuff with Arkham, you know, and it's, and it's a horror. Like literally, you got to wait till the kids go to bed. It's it's not just some bang, pow, boom. Like it's some effed up shit that we're going to see and it's arkham asylum so all the crazies you got to have you know victor zaz you got to have maybe mr freeze or maybe the joker gets put into arkham haven't seen the movie yet and then we see him there uh i did we have confirmation that the penguin will be in that series Mm -hmm. so colin farrell so at least see penguin so i'm excited man you see some black mass some killer croc anything gotham dude you see the best rogue gallery in comic book history is gotham city is batman can't wait right now you're making me want to go watch the damn movie tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, screw it right now. It's uh, it's <laughs> 11 o'clock. There's probably two more showings. Go see right, it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get, um, catch the 11.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at the good AMC down the street. Right. How long is go. it? Do you even know how long of a running it is? It's the longest Batman ever. So I think it's two and oh, a half. Really? I think it's two and a half hours. They're not going to give you that three, though, are they, huh? No, that can be the the Lord of the Rings director's right. cut three, three and a half. No, <laughs> so it's, it's I don't think it's going to be like Endgame where it was like just under three or two forty five. But it's yeah, but it's a normal comic book movie nowadays where it's two twenty, two thirty, Yeah, somewhere around there. So but it did bring in one hundred and twenty eight and a half million dollars. It's first weekend in the box office, uh, which I believe that it was number one movie. But Mark, if you want to um, I'm seeing one hundred and thirty. I'm seeing one hundred and thirty four million. Ooh, well, then I IGN was telling lies. Ten million on Monday, yesterday alone. Oh, nice. Oh, so it might have been the. You know, oh, yeah, weekend. yeah. No, because it says I see right here last weekend, the fourth through the sixth, one hundred and thirty four million there it charted, is, nice. dude. It just, dude. No one even competed. No one was even close. Eleven point one million was Uncharted. Dog six point one, and Spider Man. After all these weeks, months is starting to, you know, go down <laughs> the list at four and a half million, but still holding still, up there, man. Still making money, Jesus. Still making money, man. So we are. So the countdown is there. If you want to wait the 45 days to see it for free, if you have an HBO Max subscription, you can go ahead and do that. Or like I am. 
like hopefully you are and hopefully Sean, if he gets the time away, we can all see this movie and give a huge review. Man, like that week, I wouldn't even want to talk about comic books. Like give me 45 minutes for sports and 45 minutes for the Batman. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to need that much time, especially since I'm, since I'm seeing some some good reviews. I'm excited. I'm finally excited. You know, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but I can't I can't help it. You know. Despite uh, a three-hour running time, yet another oh, new face underneath the cape and cowl in a darker, moodier tone, the inaugural outing of Robert Pattinson's haunted Gotham Avenger instantly took its first place as the first official blockbuster of 2022, not to mention the new runner-up to Spider-Man No Way Home and its $260 million as the second biggest domestic opening of the pandemic era. Unbelievable. That was that is that is unbelievable right there. Yeah. Still. And, and you know what? It you know, cause Spider-Man it's seen as more of a kid thing, right? I think a lot of people didn't go and see take their kids to see Batman. One, because maybe they're mm-hmm. kind of maybe they're more into the MCU. And then two it kind a of darker, moody. It kind tone. of feels like a more adult tone, even though both are PG thirteen. You know, well, we always get that with DC, but I mean, DC, Marvel, PG thirteen, rated R. I don't give a damn. You know what I give a damn about that? These top movies that are coming to these box office are these damn comic stories, man. That's what I love, dude. Like oh, people, hell are, yeah. like I love how, like you know, like you said, freaking, like you mentioned earlier. Nerd. If it's like a the nerd thing, yeah, it's like a nerd thing until you freaking watch want to watch these movies because the movies are freaking great. Why isn't it a why isn't it a nerd thing when it's the movies? I mean, what's the difference? Like just because you don't like to read or like I don't get it. You're like it's because it's not a real book because you're just like looking at pictures. But dude, it doesn't matter if it's a real book or if it's a big book or not a real book. Some of these damn writers are good as hell. Go read your ass a Tom King book and tell me if it's freaking. Oh, because pictures or if you feel like a nerd or a little kid reading a Tom King book, this dude will put you in like four different scenarios in one book going back and Mm -hmm. forth, making your damn brain think like like you're watching a movie. Right. I read a Tom King book and I'm sitting there like analyzing what the hell's going on with all of these situations he's putting you on. And it's just kind of like when you're watching a movie, you know, we all do it. We predict the movie. We're trying to think, oh, I bet you at the end this is what's going to happen or this dude did that at the end. Man, it's just I hate that whole, you know, mantra that it's like a nerd thing or it's like, like well, you know, and then you have the people who go and watch the Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings m- movies and who are also reading those books. There's no pictures in those books. Those are also the type of people who call comic book fans nerds. Really? You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Huh. It's, it's it's like a whole thing where it's like just That's... because it just because it costs you three or four ninety nine and just because it's only twenty five pages and it's got some pictures in it. Now it's like it's it's only for kids, you know? Yeah. But even I know plenty of adults ha- are reading The Hobbit now and reading The Lord of the Rings now and even Harry Potter now. You know, what I'm saying plenty of adults are all into that stuff, but only kids read comic books. Right. Ninety percent of the ninety percent of the shit that I read in here, I wouldn't let my daughter touch or my son touch in for years. <laughs> right? Oh God, I know. Like some of these black label stuff, and or the image, or the Boom Studios, or the you know anything. I just think people have the wrong, you know, the wrong thinking of it, and you know, it's just next time it's like someone says something, be like, all right, if then don't go watch the movies, man. You know, it's like. <laughs> right? I don't care if you watch the movie, but don't knock on the readers that, you know, that 
that actually do it and really spend those three ninety nine on books and you know enjoy it because it is enjoyable, it's, man. And who doesn't like to read? Reading's good for you, whether if it's yeah. freaking bubbles and you know some. I, there's not as much dialogue in these books that there was in the older books in like the fifties and sixties and whatnot, where it took. You know, I, I got one of these older like spider-man it's just a lot of dialogue you know it's not mm-hmm. like that but man these artists got to get their their you know their dues also because some of this art is crazy and just i love how they draw these characters and you know just they're great man this this the, that human target that i read it's just the drawing is great it's greg smallwood i don't know if you're familiar hmm. with him um, not familiar with the name, no. Nice. Great Smallwood. Yeah, I really like his art too, man. And the human target, it's great. Um Yeah, I just well, I, li- uh, I like that drawing in there of uh Martian Manhunter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Martian Manhunter, man. And Martian I like Manhunter. that Martian Manhunter story that we're reading at the end of what story is it? It's the little backstory at the end. Is it um Batman? Batman, right? Yeah. It is Batman, Batman. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, the Martian. Yeah, John Jones, right? John Jones, yes, John. sir. Love it, John freaking Jones. But yeah, go and see the movie, everyone. We're gonna see the movie. We're gonna They're put like, a huge disclaimer. We've already seen the movie. You go see the movie, asshole. Yeah, I'm <laughs> making right? a comic, you know, podcast. Yeah, we com- 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 podcast. You wait till the yeah. second weekend. You're a freaking trash. You're because all the people I follow, you know, a lot of the guys I follow, bigger podcasters, you know, whatever, you know, people Twitter. A lot of people have already seen it, and they're already doing their little spoilers, and it's like whatever. So. You guys aren't going to get spoiled here if you haven't watched it. Don't worry about it. But come yes, back sir. next week. Hopefully, we'll have it watched. And we can definitely take up Michael's 45 minutes of the Batman discussion. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, Craven the Hunter. I had no idea that this was going to be a movie. Uh, I guess. So, Craven the Hunter casts its villain, Alessandro Nivola, a.k.a. Dickie Moltisanti from the HBO Max uh, movie, uh, The Many Saints of Newark, uh, You know, based off of the Sopranos um you know, world. So that's pretty cool. Um, I am legend sequel has just been announced with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. So I am legend. It was a pretty cool, like, you know, like zombie type movie. And then Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith working together should, should be a pretty good duo. I would imagine. Hopefully Will Smith is, um, his mentals there. Um, seems like Jada Pinkett, man. <laughs> he had him kind of, uh, going a little, oh, AWOL, God, know, you know. Right? what was he saying? Oh. He said some crazy crap about like, he was doing so many chicks or something like he couldn't even like climb. He was like talking all types of, I don't know that dude. Well, she I just ruined him or what? Got into his head, all that Tupac stuff. And just uh, yeah, what was it? The, right. What was it? Um, what did she say that they, that her and someone was doing? What was the word that they had that she made for like uh cheating or whatever? It was, uh, I don't I even know. remember. No idea. Anyways, uh, Dune Part 2. So me, me and my wife, we watched Dune. It was really good. HBO Max exclusive. Uh, but Dune for Part 2, like I just said, casts Florence Pugh uh, from the Black Widow and from the Hawkeye fame um, as Princess Irulian. Irulian. I can't really pronounce the name, but I'm so glad that she's in the movie because um, I think she's very attractive, Mark. I'm not going to lie. My wife knows it, so it's okay. <laughs> if I put this on a public forum, Florence Pugh. She is Scarlett Johansson, aka Black Widow's sister, in the Black Widow movie, and in she was also had a small role in the Hawkeye uh, series on Disney Plus. So, so 
P U G H, not like mm-hmm. the comic, not like a comic book pew. No, not not, not a pew, pew pew pew, but yeah, P U G H, exactly. I just I just looked her up, man. I just looked her up. Twenty six years old from the United Kingdom. Yeah, beautiful no, no, she, man. She's a good and she's a good actress too. She's pretty funny. Like her character is really really funny too. So she uh, called then, it an entanglement. What was it called? She called it an entanglement or something. Remember God. Jada Pinkett Smith? You're she back had like on an Jada. En- <laughs> yeah, that entanglement or whatever. Oh boy. Okay. Final last piece of news. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Deal Double Jizzle to join the FaZe clan. For all you esports fans out there, he's to join the FaZe clan is not only a member of the team, but he is going to be on the board of directors. This is gonna so, be great. I don't know if anyone be. has ever watched Snoop Dogg announce games or something. Oh guys, God, but but, I, but he has a Twitch channel, I believe. I believe he he does gaming and he streams uh, as well. So people who either follow his channel or whatever or are familiar with his esports um, career, now he's on the the streaming way. Yeah, now he's on the board of directors for FaZe Clan, so that'd be pretty cool. Good from a marketing standpoint for not only himself, but for the team as well. I guess his in the interview, he said that Cordell is a fan of uh, esports and also of that team. So he was his son kind of was the one who brought them together. So pretty awesome. What doesn't Snoop Dogg get I, I was just going to say, he's down right. to do everything. Like He does everything. I love it. At this point, he doesn't have to. Yeah, and he's like... He doesn't have to. He can just be chill the rest of his career, the rest of his life. But he just wants to be out there and shake hands and kiss babies and do all all that kinds kinds of stuff, dude. You know, yeah. freaking have Snoop him Dogg's, have him run for mayor or governor. I'd vote Snoop, for Snoop. Snoop Dogg's great, man. Um, Calvin Brodus, uh, <laughs> great. I'll never forget when I was like a little kid in the '90s and. That damn that video, right? Where he's turning into the Dobermans and shit. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, how the hell does he really look like a Doberman though? You know what I that little skinny the face and he's like muting into like a Doberman and like the video. I'm like, damn, it's like I always remember that that video of him like standing on that donut shop, Randy's donuts, and what a long time that guy's been in the game. And it was great to see them in the Super Bowl as well. But man, you just see Snoop and out of Eminem, out of you know. Dr. Dre, out of a lot of these guys, man, Snoop Dogg just stays relevant, you know, does songs with Katy Perry, does songs with like all types of like artists and gets into all different types of, you know, avenues like this now. Snoop Lion. He was in reggae for a while. He was wild, man. I mean, and with all the damn ganja he smokes, man, you would think he just wouldn't want to do nothing and just be chilling all the time. But there's one thing that confuses me about Snoop Dogg and I don't really like how the hell is he a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? I I never have seen an interview. There's probably an explanation, maybe a family member or something. But when he was growing up in L.A., uh, the Raiders weren't there yet. I assume he was, he was born in the sixties or seventies or whatever, but maybe a family member was a Steelers fan or that's who was relevant when he first started watching, you know, mm-hmm. if he grew up, if, if he grew up a 70s. football fan, like, Oh, like, Oh, then that's who he liked. You know, he saw Terry Bradshaw. He saw Franco Harris. He saw, you know, Lynn Swan, Stallworth, like all those guys like, okay, fine. I'm going to start liking the Steelers. Yeah. And, He's so. not the only one, though, man. Steelers kind of like one of those teams where they or the they Cowboys got a, they, or yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, like how many how many young fans of football like today 
who were first starting to watch football in like 2005, like right in the middle of Tom Brady's like, you know, up and coming and then all throughout the next, you know, 15, 20 years. Of course, if you have no really affiliation as far as your mom or your dad, as far as, you know, sports fandom, you have no one to say, hey, you're a Raider fan like my dad did, you know, hey, you're a Niner fan like, you know, like my wife's, you know, aunt and uncle did like (laughs) you're, you know, if you don't have that, then you probably kind of gel towards the team that's doing the best. So that's probably what he did. Anyways, I am done, sir. I am done with this episode 145. I am done. I got got one more piece of news, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. You're gonna you're gonna love this one, brother. You're gonna have to love this one. It's like your it's like your twin almost Stone Cold Steve Mm. Austin. Mm Mm-hmm returning man who would have ever thought and it's the bottom line because i (laughs) said so he's gonna return i guess for wrestlemania 38 got fans hyped um steve austin confirmed on tuesday he'll be at wrestlemania 38 to confront kevin owens on the ko show owens has been ranting about his hatred for the state of texas where wrestlemania is this year (laughs) and where austin is from jesus so he went on to call out Austin at the end of the uh, at the end of this week, and uh, yeah, I guess Stone Cold came back at him, and he's gonna show up April second through third. Um, how how old is this guy now, man? Stone he's, Cold, I probably put him right around my parents' age, like he like the 60s, born in the sixties, the same too, but. Yeah, I yeah. guess he's gonna ex- fight or whatever, and you know whatever. Well, yeah, like he's actually it. gonna fight. Ah, uh, let me see. Um, I'm not sure. You can't quote me on that, but he's gonna show up. He's gonna make an appearance. What did I? So. What, what did I say? He was born the same year as my dad. He's 57 years old. Is he? Yeah. Wow. 19, 1964. Look at that. Wow. I would have said maybe. I thought he would have been like a little bit younger, but man, he's already there, huh? Mm-hmm. It's almost 60 years old, Victoria, Texas. But if you guys are uh, into Stone Cold and into wrestling, because um, I don't know if wrestling's a nerd thing either, but <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't now, care. Now, do you know, like, re- like really quick, do you know the story of Stone Cold and like what his character was before he became Stone Cold Steve Austin? Negative. So he was more like a, he was like a like a Bible thumping person, like really religious. Right. Oh, really? So he was all like, you know, John three sixteen, like all that stuff. Right. Oh, that's and so why he, that. And so he finally like decided to revamp how he was and just be like this badass and who he was. Right. And so I think he beat, um, Mr. Perfect or he won the Royal rumble or something. And he got up on the stage where the, where the chair was. And he was like, he goes, um, that's the first time he said in Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. And so ever since then he was who he is now. Really? Yeah, so he was so he wasn't always like that. Yeah. Huh. There's I mean, being cool, from I, Texas, damn yeah, Christian, right? right? Texas rattlesnake, stone cold, like the whole the whole, you know, attitude and personality just that's how it was born. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna be something different. He goes, John's three sixteen. Well, you know what? Austin three sixteen says, I just whooped your ass. And it was yeah. That was and pretty did, cool. And, and did you see that damn Undertaker that I sent you? He's like 62, right? And the Undertaker oh, yeah. was over there, like, like cut or like jumping on, breaking dudes through tables and whatnot. 56. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's 56 years old, man. That was yeah. pretty funny. I don't know where surprised, that was at, but surprised that some of these guys at 57 and over 60, these they're not in wheelchairs yet. 
Just what they put their bodies through. Like Jesus as fake Christ. as it is, I don't give a damn, man. I, that hurts. Yeah, your when you body. throw you, when you throw uh, Mick Foley off of a twenty foot whatever is hell in the cell, <laughs> nothing about that is fake. Sorry, I sir. know, right? You can put all the pillows and blankies and and Ooh. whatever down there. Like Mick Foley. Jesus. Anyways. The under the Undertaker, Mark William Calloway from Houston, Texas, as well. <laughs> I guess. Uh, this is I gonna guess. mesh. In, this is gonna mesh into when you try to guess all the uh, college football teams in all of the conferences. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. But um, yeah. That sure. If you're done, tough. I know, right? So that's the news. That's the comics. That's the sports. That's episode 145. We're almost to 150 friggin' episodes. Mark, please, sir, send us away. We are, we are. 150 is right around the corner, and that might be the speeds that they'll be reaching in Phoenix this weekend as well. But yeah, that has been episode 145. Once again, this is the Comic Bookies podcast. We thank all of you guys for tuning in live or on the podcast when it releases, any which way you uh, hear us and accept our voices into your ears. But we thank you. We appreciate that. Always drop us a line if you guys want to connect with us on social media at the Comic Bookies on Twitter and on Instagram. If you guys want to send us an email, we just got an email actually the other day of uh, someone that might want to hop on with us to preview a book. So let us know if you guys have books yep. that you guys want us to read and promote Dark for you Horse guys. As well, or... sir. Dark Horse. Yeah, for Dark Horse too, but we'll let you guys know. We'll get him on. I think we're going to work on that next month. So if you guys have any projects you guys are working on, want to get it out there, let us know as well. And uh, get us out there to your family and friends and your mother and brother and everyone in between because we love doing this. We love providing you guys with some of the funnest content when it comes to clashing and colliding the worlds of sports and comics together. So thank you guys once again. I, Mark, and Mike will say the final goodbye. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And yes, we appreciate you very much. By the way, I'm getting some news over the last couple of days. Mark, I have to talk to you about this after the episode because we can't unveil this yet because it's not a for sure thing. But we may – our show may be sponsoring someone else's YouTube page. So I'm going to leave it at that. We'll, we'll talk later. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So just put that nope. – uh, in your head, nope. but yeah, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the Common Bookies. Email us the Common Bookies at gmail.com. Please follow our YouTube page for all of our shorts, our videos, and of course our live streams. Uh, Treasure Island Comics again is our sponsor. Go check them out every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. But for Sean, hopefully he's on next week. For Mark, I am Mike. This has been episode 145 of the Common Bookies podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace out, y'all. Have a great weekend. Peace. And always enjoy each other. And always remember there's more to life than just sports, comics, and everything in between. Shout out again to people in Ukraine. Shout out to people that have lost their lives to soccer matches. And uh, everybody out there, please, let's keep this world peaceful and continue to prosper. We're all one family together and brothers and sisters alike. We love you guys. This has been the Comic Bookie Podcast. Peace. Peace.